opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to A Blind View, formerly known as Blind Since Birth. Um, all with still the same topic, still the same premise uh, of this call just a different name. So welcome. It is May 26, 2023, and I am Bell. I am your facilitator, and my host joining me this evening is Lucy, and um, Darcy is streaming for us on ACB Media 5 and moderating in Clubhouse. Um, also, I'd like to welcome you all that have joined us here in Zoom and those who are listening over in Clubhouse. I appreciate you taking the time out of your Friday evening to spend some time with us here on A Blind View. Um, and so what I've, the topic I've come up with for this week is uh, sort of correlates to what we talked about two weeks ago um slightly and my topic this week i've been really thinking about this um at least for myself like what would my answer be i don't want (laughs) to obviously give a question to you guys and i can't really honestly answer it but so i've been thinking about this and the question that or the question I posed to myself, and I thought, well, maybe we'll see how it goes as a topic, is as a blind person, whether blind from birth or later in life, what is it a what is a very important lesson as a blind person that you have learned? Um, what is something that is very valuable to you? Is a blind person that you have learned either early in life um, or, you know, as maybe it took you a while to figure it out. But and I will give an example of this for me, as I, I, I said, I kind of struggle with this question uh, initially when I thought of it. But when I really am honest with myself about it, the question for me is, The answer for me is what I've learned, what is valuable to me as a blind person, the lesson I've learned is I will always have to be my own advocate, no matter what the case may be. Um, (laughs) As a kid, I was very fortunate and blessed by uh, to have two really great awesome parents that advocated for me and I know you know others may not have been that fortunate but I was and they fought for me to be in public school they fought for all the things that I needed and so I I basically took those things for granted but when I started my first year of college I, that's when I realized and I learned really quickly, you know, you can't just sit back and assume that others 
are going to know what you need or they're going to read your mind. You can't just sit in the corner and just say, oh, you know, I'll get to it at some point later on, or they're just not helping me. Uh, I had to learn that very quickly that I need to speak up and advocate for myself and not just in certain situations, but in all situations in life, because and sometimes advocating in certain situations are you'll will find it to be easy. Other times, not so much. Um, so that is one of the most valuable lessons I've learned as a blind person. Um, and like I said, I did not learn that until my college years. So maybe you all have something that you've learned uh, early in life or even those who lost sight later, you learned something very quickly or later on that you would like to share with us. Um, I am excited to hear your thoughts. I, I really would like to know some of the valuable lessons you've learned as a blind person. So we are going to start this. Uh, who do we have here in uh, Zoom? Lucy, that maybe they have their hand raised. All right, first up is Lynn. Well, Hi, Lynn. hello, Miss Belinda, oh. I love you. And also, one of the things I think about is I've always thought that I was an anomaly. I always thought that I was very different from everybody in my family, even though my brother was uh, uh, brain damaged and my older brother, but <clears throat> they're both gone. But um, but I always felt that I had to be resourceful. I had felt that I had to learn different ways of doing things and all that stuff. And um, I've even, I, there was a woman uh, uh, who I knew in third grade. I don't remember her, but she remembers me. She said, I taught her Braille. I said, what? I don't remember that, <laughs> but you know, things like this. So I think I've, I've learned to be resourceful. And also I ask a lot of questions and people kind of thought my husband used to think I asked too many questions, but you know what? How do you know the answer if you don't ask any questions? That's true. So, like really, um, I didn't know the difference. Like when I saw a raisin and a grape, I didn't know that they were, you know, basically related to each other you know yeah. i didn't know unless i asked what the heck is this you know kind of crazy thing you know that that's why kind of you know, yeah you know and then the grape you know what's the really and, and stuff like this i mean there were just things i didn't know and a lot of times people wouldn't answer my questions and i just didn't know things that i should have known because i didn't ask and i felt that people didn't really want to answer so that's what i've learned is to be resourceful and ask a lot of questions yeah, absolutely. I, oh, that's something I still struggle with is, <laughs> is asking questions. And, you know, there are a couple of people in this room that might say, yeah, right. But, <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah, yeah those good. are definitely great lessons to learn. So thanks, Lynn. All right, Monica. Hi there, Monica. Hello, Val, Lucy, and everyone. I I love Lynn's um, thoughts because even as an adult, sometimes I'm afraid to ask a question. <laughs> but um, what I learned probably when I was really young, um, it was on a Saturday, and I don't mind crediting the person that taught me this. It was Myrna Voda. She used to be a music theory teacher at the Lighthouse of the Blind in New York, and she taught me to always look in the direction of the person who's speaking to you 
because she was blind and I was facing the wall where the piano was and she's like turn around because <laughs> you're not facing me I'm like how do you know <laughs> wow so, yeah it was very important I'm so glad she taught me that and um, yes it's a simple answer but but it, it was valuable to me so hopefully. but you know sometimes that's still difficult because like I heard someone say the other day that they were in an auditorium with you know, and there's a speaker on stage and you don't know which direction oh, they're facing. I feel and, the same. I, yeah. yeah. So sometimes we, we still don't know. I still, I think I really do look at the speaker, the physical speaker, not the person. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I that. <laughs> so in that yeah. sense, that part's hard, but in, yeah. in life, when you're talking with someone face to face, that's a little easier, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. thanks for letting me share. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, in, in Clubhouse, um, if you would like to say something, I'm going to see if we have any some folks here in Zoom. So Yeah. All right, Beth. Hey, Beth. Hey. Hello, everybody. Great topic. Um, I agree with everything that's been said so far. I also have a, an idea to tack on to the... First idea that that Bell mentioned, which is sometimes, and I can't think of an example just off the top of my head, but sometimes you do have to pick your battles. Um, yes, you know you can't if you if you advocate for something and it doesn't seem to be going well, or people are getting a little agitated, irritated. Sometimes you kind of have to drop it. Maybe you can pick mm -hmm. it up another time, but there are those times. I wish I could think of an example right off the top of my head, but I know I've, it has happened to me. There are times when you just kind of gotta gotta drop it for now. Maybe maybe later you would you would be able to to do it. And when talking about asking questions, I become afraid to ask questions because I'm afraid that and and it does happen to us. I'm afraid that sighted people will sometimes get irritated. Like what? What's wrong with you? You know, or so, something like that, or just you're just asking too many questions. My mom, this happened to her. She was fully sighted. She's gone now, but when she was in the hospital years ago, she was in the ICU, and she was a very curious. That's one thing she taught me. I was blessed also to have wonderful parents, and curiosity was one of the things that they passed on to me. And she was in the ICU after surgery, and she was hearing the alarms go off and she was asking the nurse, is that me? And she said, the nurse looked at her like, you know, like, just leave me alone. I'm busy. Yeah. And so it's not just blind people this happens to. Right. Yeah. So, so thank you very would much. You, would you say that you're one of the lessons you've learned then is to, like you said, pick your battles? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And, and All you, right. you yeah. do have to, yeah, pick your battles. Um, if it's really important and you really need it now, then you really can't do anything but keep going with it. But if it's something that either can wait, or maybe you can talk to somebody else about it who may be a little more receptive, mm -hmm. or maybe the person you're talking to just isn't, isn't in a mood to discuss it right now, maybe you can bring it up later. Right. Yeah, that is, that is certainly true. And thank you for pointing that out. That that's, uh, Something sometimes we do forget that, you yeah. know, yeah, we have to advocate, but 
sometimes we can pick those battles and let some things go and right. sometimes and that might I be say, hard maybe but... not forever maybe you can maybe you can go back to it later absolutely well beth thanks all for right. being here and sharing okay i'm listening thank you all right elizabeth yeah hi there um hi there. i i want to think about advocating in a slightly different way one of the things that makes me more powerful is having more skills or better skills or more developed skills so one of the ways i can advocate is to develop my own skill set for instance if i need to talk to a company about how accessible their website is the more specific i can be about what's going on with the website and the more i know about html and so on the better i can speak with whoever i have to email the That's other correct. thing the other thing is to do um thorough work so um my friend had a problem recently and he called up and he complained on the phone and i said to him you know if you really want to get this solved what you should do is state your complaints in an email because they'll send that up to marketing people and it will make the marketing people totally crazy and you'll have a paper trail so developing the the ability to create paper trails and developing the ability to write proposals when you need to advocate for equipment or whatever. Yeah. I mean, regular proposals, you know, background purpose, yeah. what it'll get you and write it out. Don't call up and go, I need this. I need that. Write it out, email it to whoever it is, is responsible and find out who is responsible for getting your, whatever you want done, done. Don't, don't tell me about it. Cause I can't help get you a brailler. Right. So basically, uh, one of the lessons you learned as a blind person is to be very, to develop those skills. To develop my yeah. personal skills. Right. And there's always, always new personal skills I can develop. Like late in life, I learned how to get a small power, uh, a battery operated mower, and I mow a lot of my yard and I'm totally blind. And it wouldn't occur to anybody that that's something I can do. Now, I don't get all of it. Like give up being perfect, you know, give up thinking I have to do this as well as right. I could do if I could see you won't, but you'll get a lot of it done. And then it may be easier for you to get help getting the rest of it done. And that's and that's the other part is to get a system of getting assistance when you need assistance, because you will be a more effective um person if you get help doing the stuff you can't do and pay for it listen right please pay awesome. for it because awesome. otherwise you're going to wreck your friendships don't yeah. your friends are not there to drive you places or to shop with you yeah so Unless i'm going to stop you there yeah if <laughs> we got yeah. more no I, no no i got it i'm going to mute yeah so um <laughs> but i want to i do want to um echo what you did say about developing those skills because um unfortunately it it well it just depends on um the circumstances people grow up in or even later in life when they lose vision uh some people develop they discover Listen, they need, got ACB. hang on hang on one second they discover those skills later or they automatically pick them up and say you know what i gotta keep moving i gotta keep going and develop my skills so that I'm not dependent on others. So we've got thank you, people thank like you Liz, for sharing. I appreciate you being here. 
And who do we have next, Lucy? Sunny. Hi, Sunny. Hello. Um, Hi there. One thing I've learned in life is not to begrudge <laughs> the school life you had as a child and that really your life. Right, yeah. And um, in a way, it was unfortunate that I was unable to go to public school my whole life. But at the same time, I was very blessed to be at a full functioning blind school that had computers and all that kind of stuff in step with it, as well as um, learning my DLS skills and stuff like that. Awesome. And now I now I got a chip off my shoulder from begrudging myself the enjoyment of, of going to a school like that. And um, <clears throat> I just wish I'd done this a long time ago and not wasted yeah. my life away so much with depression and all that feeling sorry for myself I didn't need to do in the first place. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you know, um, as they say, sometimes hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, we, as unfortunately, as younger people, sometimes we don't really think about those things. Um, we think about it later, but you know, better late than never. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here and sharing with us, Sunny. No problem. All right, William. Hey there, William. William, are you muted? William, you're still muted, yeah. Okay, let's, um, you get unmuted there, William, and um, we'll move to Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, welcome. Hey, the biggest thing that I had to learn was how to write and sign my name. And my stepdad taught me how to sign my name. But then when I got married, I had to learn how to sign my mother name. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course um, I didn't feel it was important until I, I used to have someone write our checks. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be for $80. And he wrote it for a hundred for himself. And I have enough eyesight where I could, I can read actually, you know, I can read large print and I, with a magnifier, I can read um, regular print. So I, I was never taught print. And then I realized they had a school up in Tallahassee where, you know, you can go and learn any kind of skill you wanted. Well, I wanted to learn writing in cursive. So I learned that. And then it wasn't until the pandemic, I realized I didn't know how to write um, my print small letters. So I got myself on YouTube and I learned how to do that. You know, it was oh, little wow. programs. So wow. I learned how to do that. <laughs> so now I felt like that was really important to learn how to write and learn how to print. I knew my capital letters, but, you know, I had to teach myself how to do the small letters. And um, I could see them and I could recognize them. You know, but I didn't know how to write them. 
And so I, I finally you taught yourself it. on YouTube. That is awesome. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. It yeah. was like during the pandemic when I wasn't working out of work and didn't have nothing to do and realized, you know, that and I thought, hey, I could go on YouTube and I could learn how to write. You know, it's one of the little kitty programs that they yeah. have. And it, it they had like it was all like in large print and they showed you how to how to write the letters. Oh, that is thought, so cool. oh that is really cool. So I could learn that. And that was that was kind of neat. So I learned I can yeah. learn anything on YouTube. It just shows it's never too late to learn. Never. And, you know, I'm going to be 68 years old. So back then I was like 65. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Uh, but, that's you know, you I made mean. me think of that as a as a kid. My mom made me learn how to write my name and learn all the alphabet. And I hated it. I'm like, I'm blind. What do I need to learn? all? I don't want, you know, but now I'm really glad that I know those things. So I, yeah, my stepdad did that too. My mom taught me housework. And I always remember today because she always said in my life, you better learn, you better learn because I'm not going to be here forever. Well, Mm -hmm. certainly she's definitely not here. You know, she (laughs) passed away 22 years ago. So (laughs) 23 years ago now. But, um, you know, so she always, that was always in the back of my mind, you know, and I always say that to my son, you know, you better learn. I'm not going to be here forever. <laughs> and so, but that's what I have learned. This is really an interesting topic. And awesome. really and you, that was like one of the coolest things I've heard. That's cool. That's just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You all take care. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, we're going to call on William. Hi, William. There you are. There you are. I hope everyone's doing well. So the the thing that I learned is always don't be afraid to advocate for yourself because no one else is going to be your advocate. Yep. Always advocate for yourself. No one else is going to advocate for you. So I I learned that. you know, I, I learned that at a, at a young age, and I still am advocating for myself to this day. And always use your cane. Uh, you know, your, your cane is a good tool to use to be more independent. So, absolutely, your cane or your guide dog. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Care, Thanks, everyone. William. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's see. All right, Mary Carla. Hi there. How you doing? Hey today? there. Good. I, this is a great. This is a great topic, and I'm going to say my answer is going to be pretty controversial, and I I hope nobody takes it wrong, but um, um, because I I just hope they don't. But anyhow, um, what I'm going to say is the most valuable lesson I think I've learned, and I have been blind since birth is that sometimes, believe it or not, my blindness has been a blessing. And I know that sounds really weird, but there are so many times that, um, you know, I sort of watch my sighted friends and they are distracted from everything. They're distracted (laughs) from everything around them. They can't pay attention. Like if you're talking to them, they're looking off somewhere and they see that there's some, you know, maybe um, the window is streaky or they see something Mm -hmm. that has to be straightened or something like that. And maybe they do have to be straightened and unstreaked and all this. But, um, you know, I would like to have somebody's undivided attention. 
Exactly. I give them yeah. my undivided attention. Yes. And, um, and as a teacher, I, it it has really helped me in a lot in some ways because um, I, you know, some of my colleagues, you know, the students will come in and that you know they're distracted by what they're wearing, what they look like, and everything. And um, you know, I mean, like this one boy came in and he had really streaky hair and everything. I didn't see the streaky hair, but I, I know right. he did a very fantastic French composition. And that's all I had to worry about was his French composition that I had to grade. You know, he had to, you know, he had to speak. It was like a, a you know, sort of a, a, a speech in French. You know, that was mm-hmm. his assignment. And, and uh, you were able to focus on that where others are like, uh, we're looking at other things. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. the other way that it has helped me as a teacher is um, because I have had to struggle with things and it takes me twice as long to do certain things. And I have to come up with other ways of doing certain things. My special needs students um, gravitate towards me. They might not be blind, but they have other needs. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and they know that I understand them. And, well, sometimes it works to their advantage and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> they start to make excuses. Like, yeah. um, I, I, even my, you know, I have a student, I, I think I might have told this story in some of these groups, but maybe not. But some of my students, I'll say, well, why didn't you do your homework? Well, I didn't see it written on any board anywhere. Oh, you know I mean? oh, oh and, my. And they just, they, they know they're going to get the lecture. And anybody that's been there, well, they, you can hear the whole class drawing in its breath. And I said, I just want you to know something. I went all the way through elementary school, high school, and mainstreamed into high school, you know, public school after I went to the school for the blind in college. I managed to graduate magna cum laude. I never saw a board in my life. There weren't homework <laughs> websites with things on it i just did my homework and i rarely missed a homework you just knew what to do to them you know if i could do all that and i have two eyes that don't work how much more can you do with two eyes that do work i will not take that as an excuse exactly i appreciate your perspective i i really you know blindness is a um yeah it can be a blessing yeah I got in a lot of trouble a few years ago in the Braille Forum. I wrote an article about, you know, about adventitiously blind means being born uh, by birth. And I was, you know, I wrote, I played on the words and I said, I'm, you know, being advantageously blind. And I listed all the advantages <laughs> of being blind. And, you know, I got hostile letters about it. Oh, that's and, shameful. You know, so I was oh. trying to, I was being a little, um, you know, maybe uh, tongue in cheek, but also serious. Yeah, and it's also your opinion, you know. So and everyone's entitled to their opinion. Sorry for yourself, or you can, you know, make, you know, it's it's up to you. It's all up to you. So that's all I'm going to share today. All right. Well, thanks, Carl. I appreciate it. All right, Ray. All right, Mr. Smiley, Mr. Baseball, whatever we want to call him. <laughs> both, 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 both. Both. Hi, Bell, Lucy, and everyone. Well, like I've said before, um, this is going on my ninth year of losing my vision, but having RP, I've always had night, night blindness. But what's really been beneficial for me is to be more patient, especially if I have to wait for somewhere to go a long way. I'm just patient because I have devices with me and uh, if I'm on a train or a bus, I'm reading uh, um, before the e-readers, I was always reading Braille magazines. And if I could share something very quickly, I was on a train coming back home from San Francisco. You know, I'm reading my Braille 
and this gang comes on the train, just ready to take over the train, on opening up both doors on one car on both sides, but they're taking control over the train. So I'm, I'm reading my braille. I'm not looking up because I hear what's going on. It doesn't look good. And then this one gang member says to another, hey, man, look what that guy's doing with his fingers, man. What? What? Wow, man. Hey, did you see that Ray Charles movie? It just oh changed God. the whole <laughs> complexion of the train. And, and these two guys were the head. They must have been the two head gang leaders, you know. And it just changed it. And, it, and, it, and they said they had this call. They said, Let's 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 change plans. Let's change plans. But and then when they left the train and people were getting off the train, they came by me. Thank you for being on this train. You really yeah. that situation. Talk about blindness being a blessing. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I didn't do it. Louis Braille did it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for thank you for this call. Yeah, and thank you for being here. And I appreciate you touching on um, patience because oh my gosh. Oof. We could have a whole call on that, but, <laughs> but I appreciate you sharing, Ray. Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sheila. Sheila. Welcome. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Bill. Hi, everybody. Hi <laughs> As a person with RP, um, I had low vision my whole life until, um, I don't know, I guess I was in my 40s. Um, lost my functional vision over the past 30 years. And one thing I have learned with all of my experience for these 69 years is, especially when I was working, is you cannot just say all blind people. All mm -hmm. blind people are this way. You cannot assume anything because we're not cookie cutters. We are not all the same. We're not at the at all at the same level. We don't all have the same talents and we have to meet people where they are. So if I have learned anything, I don't judge anybody anymore because you, unless you walk in their shoes and live their life, you have no right to judge them. And none of us are the same. If we were, it would be one heck of a boring world. Yeah. But, exactly. So that's one that's one thing I have learned. That oh that's good. Ooh, you guys are coming up with some <laughs> things that we could actually have a topic on each one of those for an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, the whole generalizing uh, generalization of blind people. Uh, I think we've all been guilty of it, but it's very important not to just generalize everybody into one lump sum. All these, all these blind people. Well, I'm, I'm not. I may not be like the person you're judging, you know. But so, sighted people, especially, do it. Oh yeah, they do. They do. They do but yeah. they do. But but it's. But I'm not sure when, I agree with you, Lizzie. I oh, think blind yeah. people are the worst against other. Blind well, people. that's what I was going to say. Blind yeah. people. It's sad when blind people. We as blind people judge each other. Uh, you know generalize each other mm -hmm. and then of course sighted people are going to do it oh yeah yeah but so, i do feel we are hard on our peers yes well we are but i'm just saying that sighted people do it also yeah, okay. yeah. without yeah, without do. a doubt without a doubt but you know all of us just need to remember that we aren't all the same yeah, absolutely thanks for sharing sure. sheila 
Judy. Hi, Judy. Hey there. Um, so I didn't raise my hand for a little bit because I was thinking about this, but um, then I realized that the answer was kind of staring me in the face. No, no pun intended. <laughs> well, maybe pun intended. Were you just blind um, to the fact? <laughs> oh, there you go. I just couldn't see it. But anyway, um, so, um, so, you know, there's so much focus about self-advocacy and, you know, on this call and, and ACB in general. And it didn't occur to me till like maybe 10 minutes ago that prior to me losing my sight, I can't really think of having to advocate on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I I probably did, you know, but, and of course, when you're a kid, you don't, you know, your parents do that for you. But um, even as a sighted adult, I don't, I can't really recall having to do that. But when I first, um, when I still had some functional vision, but I was legally blind, I, the very first thing that I had to do was um, deal with my, uh, the Florida Division of Blind Services to get me back to a job that was waiting for me. Um, and I had to jump through all kinds of hoops and eventually contact somebody in Tallahassee who was, um, you know, an advocate for something like that. That was like the very first thing that I had to do. And I, I've had to do things, of course, on a regular basis from time to time and not just, you know, blindness related, but just life in general. And it teaches mm -hmm. you and I don't like it. I'm not comfortable. I'm not necessarily assertive by nature, but you know, you got to, no one's going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. But it really was a kind of a revelation for me that I didn't really have to do this until I lost my sight. And it's, uh, right. I think that sighted people don't have to do what we have to do on a regular basis to get services that we need. Or oh my that. Lord. Whoa. What was that? I think anyway. it's something to do with clubhouse, but um, okay. Um, anyway, so yeah. I, yeah, that, that, that's just the point that I, that I wanted to make. So, uh, but this is great, Bill. Thank, thanks for doing this. This is really so interesting. And thanks for your perspective on that too, because I hadn't really thought about, um, you know, obviously as a blind person, I wouldn't think about do sighted people have to advocate. Of course they do for things, um, but right. in general, for themselves, not so much. Um, not like right. we. Would. So yeah. Yeah, and it, like I said, it didn't occur to me until, until just a little while ago. So uh, it was just really interesting. All right. Very thanks. eye opening, and then I. Really <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna turn a blind view on that one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> who is next? Nora. Hi, Nora. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm here now. I'm sorry. I was very late. What is the first question? Yeah, so the question today is, um, what is something that you learned, uh, a lesson that you have learned as a blind person? Maybe you learned it pretty quickly uh, growing up, or maybe it's something you didn't really learn until later. Well, I've learned it. Well, I don't say a whole bunch of things, but for example, I, when I was a child, I learned how to play the piano. And then like a chord, like they call it years ago, a chord organ. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we, I play the keyboard and 
I still have to have lessons yet, but, and I also learned how to kind of, it uh, took years and years to do it, but to be more patient with myself and, and to learn how to heat things up in the microwave and, and, uh, and everything else when it comes to housework and Right, and that independence. Being more independent, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And see, so you're the second person to mention that patience. Yeah, we. <laughs> patience. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah we could do a whole call on that. <laughs> well, yeah, we sure could. We could. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here and sharing. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, Karen. Hi there, Karen. Hey, Bill and everybody. Glad I could be here. I um, I was I listened to uh, I listened to uh, the show a couple weeks ago. Um, so I've been um, glad I'm glad it's back. Um, and this is my first time on Zoom here on my iPhone, my new iPhone. All right. Um, so um, I've learned um several things since I I, I used to be um you know, low vision, high partial, more, you know, functioning more like a sighted person for many years. But what I learned, um, you know, after becoming totally blind is quickly, I learned like you, Bill, how to advocate for yourself. Cause mm -hmm. I was still, you know, trying to finish up college at that time. And when I had partial sight, I didn't really need to do a lot of that. Um, but as a totally blind person, I had to learn that fast and know what I needed and how to get it. Mm -hmm. And I have, and I'm continuing to do that. And one, you know, other thing. So as somebody, if anyone who is born blind or low vision, I would strongly encourage to learn at least some braille and some cane travel. You don't want to be like me and learn it when you're totally blind and you don't have any adjustment to blindness skills. Yeah. That was a rude awakening for me. Um, I didn't know I was going to go, you know, lose all my sight. I lost it suddenly. Um, so yeah, now I'm learning <laughs> rail as an adult. Um, you know, I've done the cane travel thing for a while, but trying to work on, you know, working on, on, the, on the grade two, it's, it's challenging. Um, so yeah, at least have some of the basics down a little bit, daily living, you know, those kinds of things. Um, because if you, most people who are born blind or have low vision eventually do lose most of it or all of it at some point. Um, so I would, I would strongly recommend that and realize that it's okay to ask for help from time yeah. to time, which I struggle with. I am not good at that. Yeah, I think a lot of us do. <laughs> so those are my tips. And I think you've given me an idea for a topic. So, huh. Okay. Thanks for, thanks. I, you've given me an idea for a topic. So I appreciate oh. your perspective and what you've had to share. Well, awesome. So glad I can be here. And on my new phone. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thanks, Karen. Mm -hmm. All right, Pam. Hi there, Hello. Pam. Great, great topic. Well, you know, I've been around the block a few times, so there, there are a number of lessons I feel like I've learned. 
But one of them is that, yes, while it is very true that we need to advocate for ourselves, and sometimes it almost becomes a battle, there are times that we also need a uh, support network. There are those times when a task is too just too much for one person to handle alone. Uh, I like to use the analogy of you've got a big load that's got to be transported from point A to point B. And that load weighs a thousand pounds. Well, okay. I'm not teeny tiny, but there's no way I'm going to pick up that <laughs> thousand pounds alone. You're right. You sometimes have to get a team organ working with you and yep. on your behalf. And it's a, it's a give and take for everyone. Um, that sometimes you do need a support network. Now, having said that, um, another thing that is true is the not everyone who thinks they know what is best for you in a given situation necessarily does. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, I, I could go, I could almost write a book on that one. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but those two are, are some of the big ones I have learned over the years. And I, too, had wonderful parents. I, I st To this day, I still miss them. They're both gone, have been for quite some time. But, um, but yeah, those are two of the the really big ones I learned over over the years. I love that about the support network, definitely, because sometimes we feel like we have to carry the struggles by ourselves. I am so guilty of that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Got it. Got it. Thanks, Pam. I Thanks. really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. Des. Hey, Desi. Hey everybody. Well, um, maybe also that um, that turns out to be controversial. It's not really my nature to stir the pot, but I I feel like um, the world of total blindness, especially blindness since birth, is not an easy world unless you are willing to not be an introvert. <laughs> To um, not be shy, to uh, just get out there and say what you need to say, because whether we like it or not, the first time that we step in by ourselves to a room full of sighted people, we are going to be the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. They are just going to be like deer in the headlights. They don't know what to do with us. I went one time to uh, a women's group uh, of, a, of a church that Don and I had gone to for just a short time. We went because he, he knew people 
whose children he had taught and he really respected them. And it was the church they went to and it was very close to where we were living. And we thought how great if we could always walk to church, even though he could drive, you know. So anyway, <clears throat> I decided to go to this women's group meeting and I had my dog pager at the time, black lab, male black lab, not a huge male, but you know, big enough. And we, we went from the car to into the building, down the hall where I heard the women talking. We turned into the room. I recall it was a right-hand turn. We walked in and this woman said, oh, there's the blind girl. What are we going to do with her? Oh, oh my God. And I said, the first thing you might do <laughs> would be to let me know where there is an empty seat that I might sit in. And some other lady, you know, did that. And, um, and you know, I don't know what those people learned from that, that night, but um, I actually never went back to that group. I stayed through I the wouldn't. meeting. <laughs> I stayed through the meeting. I tried to be, you know, cordial and, and, and kind, but it was at that point that I realized that that woman really only said what everybody else was thinking you know maybe not everybody else usually there's a pretty cool person in in every group that you get involved with but you know that the majority of people who were there were thinking the same thing yeah oh my god you know here's this blind woman and you know and we don't know what to do and you know we don't have word sheets to things and all that you know i mean you just so knew we are that. the we are the our our lesson i guess in that is we have to know that we're always gonna for a lack of a way of putting it stick out like a sore thumb really i mean pretty much know, and that and that we are that it is gonna be uh oh, there's a great word that i want to use that i can't even think of um but then it's it's dependent upon us to make the rest of the world feel better about who we are. Exactly, yeah. And it's it is a heavy burden sometimes, but you know what? Really, if you can just get right out there and say what you need to say as I did that night, you know, you you manage to make your way through it. And some groups you'll stay in cuz you really like the people ultimately. And some groups you won't because nobody was that exciting and you figure you could find other people and, you know, right, and right. that's what I did. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my lesson. You know, don't be afraid to speak up for what you need and know that when you walk into a room, you're likely going to be the only blind person that most of those people have ever seen. And whether we like that burden of responsibility or not, it's just the way it is. Yeah, and, and we have to pave the way for the next blind person they're going to meet. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And is that fair? No, probably no, not. No, it's but not. You know, but what, that's, what that's in life. life is fair, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Desi. Thank I appreciate you. your thanks thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for this call. I really like it. Okay. We have no more hands and you have about 12 minutes. All right, so um, is is there anyone in Clubhouse who would oh. like to sh share Anne. that? <laughs> um, hang on. Uh. 
If there's one person who would like to share in Clubhouse, unmute. Oh, uh, Darcy will. In, well, okay, gotcha. Clubhouse has been kind of crazy. I'll have to tell gotcha, you. About it, gotcha, gotcha. Been... Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> All right. So Anne. Anne, can you oh, unmute? Can you now? Yeah, can you, you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is really a great call. Very interesting. But I'm actually going through something that I'm having to learn not only to advocate for myself, but that I don't have to do it alone. Sometimes you can't do it alone. You need support to help you. Mm -hmm. You can sort of do both, but you can go as far as you can go yourself, and then you reach a point where you need support. Right. And that's what you need to do is take advantage of it. There if they're go. willing to help you. Absolutely. That's a good lesson to learn and one to keep practicing. Keep that support system. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Ann. I appreciate mm -hmm. you being here. All right. Do we okay. Have uh, area code 623. I believe that is that Joni. Oh, yeah. Right. I should have known. Hi, Joni. Hi. And you know, I love this group, and I came in late today. So, um, but I want to say that. Um, so the the uh, topic is, uh, what is something that you learned, or a lesson that you have learned? to help you in life as a blind person? What is one of the, one of the valuable lessons that you've learned? Well, when I was a kid, my father said, Joni, you have to learn and remember, remember people's voices. And you have to really work at it. And because if you recognize a voice, People will be shocked and people will think that you're amazing. Well, he didn't want me or my parents didn't want me to think that I was amazing. But because I could remember a voice and I really worked on it. And also, my parents told me that I had to really make an effort to look at the people that I was speaking to and that were speaking to me. Now, I'm totally blind. I've never seen. I, I have retinopathy of prematurity. But so, and I'm 83. So as a blind person that's been blind all her life, I was, uh, I was forced to be as independent as, uh, I mean, my parents made me be independent. And um, so, uh, but they were great because they taught me a lot about living. They didn't know any blind people or anything. Right. But um, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because I live in a group home and, uh, and somebody yeah. came in here and gave me something. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, 
So Believe yeah, me, it's I... uh, that that lesson, like you said, about um, you know, trying to voices. look at people. Yes, and looking right. uh, looking at people and rem trying to remember voices. Yeah. Um, and it really has stood me in good stead because um, people that didn't think that I knew who they were, and I would remember their voices, and they thought it was so amazing. But I knew their voices because I remembered them. Right. But uh, I think the people that that are most annoying are people that say to you, "Guess who I am?" Oh yeah. Do you know how? Yep. Yeah. That name game type of thing, guessing game. Yeah. 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 And Bell, yeah. I just want to tell you that I think this group is wonderful, and I think we need these groups because. Being, having never seen, and or maybe uh, maybe maybe people that have lost their uh, sight later in life, we need places where we can talk about our blindness. Absolutely, because there's not that many places that we can actually put our hair down and say what we really mean or think. So I'm You're so exactly glad right. Well, thank you for being here and and sharing your perspective. I always uh, enjoy hearing what you have to say. Thank you so much. That's yeah. very and nice to hear. One of the things that I I wanted to do with this call <laughs> is, yeah, it's primarily for blind since birth, but I wanted to try to bridge the gap a little. Um, you know, we always we can't do that across the board, unfortunately, because everyone's different. But at least on this call, I'd like to try to bridge that gap a little bit between those who lost sight later in life and those of us who've been blind since birth. That way we can both share our perspectives on things. So thanks, Joni. All right. We don't have any hands right now, so. All right, so we've got uh, 6.54, so I guess oh. we... <laughs> Another we one. Have... All right. Teresa. All right, Teresa. I'll try to be quick. Um, we'll see, a lesson I learned. When I was coming up, you know, I was in school, my parents wanted me to study hard. Um, they wanted me to apply myself. And I guess they knew that job opportunities uh, would not be as great for me as um, maybe a sighted person. And they had gone down, you know, visited the Texas School for the Blind when we lived in Texas my first two years of life. At that time, uh, the, bi the biggest thing they taught the students that were going to school there was how to tune pianos. But, of course, you know, we are talking the early 60s. So we're, you know, this We've, we've come a long way since then. I think the whole world has. Um, I like to think so anyway. But um, if I, I feel that if I had um, made better grades in school and done better, maybe I would have had better opportunities at jobs. I, you know, I work. I work as a receptionist at a VA hospital answering the phones and everything. But I used to do medical transcription until they outsourced the, um, the work. And that was a big letdown for me. 
Um, I advocate for myself daily. You know, just I think advocating is something you have to do every day. Absolutely. No matter no matter what you think. Um, I'm sitting out on the front porch in a chair. I could be sitting on the back patio where I have more privacy on a bench. But I want my neighbors to see that I am here. Maybe they right. will come over and speak to me. Maybe they won't, but then they're not going to see me if I'm sitting in the back. Right. Where exactly. all I hear is cars and things, you know. Yeah. So that's why I advocate, and I sit up here. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Teresa. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. Appreciate you, too, and all that you all do, all y'all host facilitators and all the like. It takes a community. <laughs> it Remember does. to it vote, sure for your, does. vote just... for your favorite volunteer. <laughs> okay. There you go. Thank you. All right. So okay. do we have any others? All right. So I think um, this has been a really good discussion, and I appreciate everybody for being here, your thoughts and your perspectives on the topic. Um, Lucy, I want to thank you for being the host today. Darcy for being in uh, Clubhouse and being uh, our streamer for ACV Media 5. And most importantly, you all for joining us uh, because if you didn't join, I wouldn't be here. So <laughs> I appreciate it. And I will be back again uh, two weeks from today for another with another topic that we can discuss. And I am going to wrap it up for now. I hope everyone here has a great Memorial Day weekend, and we will hear you in the community. Have a great weekend, everybody.